This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. the Spurs chat podcast where this podcast will be dominated by the news today that Harry Kane is just about to sign for Bayern Munich. Um, I have got four very special guests to talk about this very sad news at a football club. Uh, we have got back with us Josh Hughes from the Daily Mail. Josh, how are you? Yeah, um, pretty devastated to be honest, but otherwise, okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a hard one to take, isn't it? We've also got Dave from the Irish Hotspur YouTube channel. Dave, how are you? Uh, not great, Chris. A bit annoyed, but look, you know, we've been here before, haven't we, sadly? So, you know, it's just it's just time to move on, unfortunately, at this point. Annoyed. Pissed off like everybody else. We've also got channel regular Craig Dimon back with us. Craig, how are you? Bloody marvellous. Yeah, it's... um, This is... Probably going to be the hardest one of these I've ever had to do, and hopefully the hardest one I've ever have to do. It's not a good day. And we've also got channel regular Gareth McGuinness back with us. Gareth, how are you? I'm exhausted, Chris. It's been a long day, back and forth, and reading through lots of tweets and stuff, and trying to figure out what's happening. So it's been a tough day, but kind of in a way, I'm sort of glad it's over. Not obviously the outcome we wanted, but. We can sort of move on now a wee bit and we'll, we'll, we'll discuss it. But I was exhausted reading through all those tweets and sort of getting my hopes up one minute he was going to stay. And then obviously hearing the news, my heart's been broke four or five times this week, you know, between thinking he was going to stay and then he was going. So very, very difficult, Chris, but we, we have to try and get our heads around it. Well, the very latest information on the Harry Kane um, situation, Fabrizio Romano has just tweeted, Harry Kane has been... Uh, given permission to travel uh, to complete his medical test ahead of the Bayern Munich move. Bayern Munich are increasingly confident to get the Harry Kane deal done on Friday as positive round of talks with players camp took place tonight. It is all about final details now. Um, Josh, are you surprised by this? Because it's very clear 
and evident that Harry Kane wants this move. It's very clear and evident that Tottenham Hotspur have a price, did have a price for Harry Kane. They want to sell Harry Kane. They want money for him. Um, where does this leave us? Yeah, um, I would firstly just like to say kind of before anything, um, I remember when Harry Kane came on against Hearts, um, we won 5 nil. This was, I think, the second leg of... I want to say it was Europa League qualifying 2011-12, um, just the start of that season. And I was there for Shakhtar. We also scored five. Kane, this time, scoring four of them. So it kind of, in that time, becomes the club's all-time record goal scorer. has given us so many memories down the years um, that I felt like we we're always going to come to this point. But I think the manner in which it's happened is is a really, really tough one to take for us Spurs fans. Because, look, I'll be honest, um, at the end of that, in fact, throughout that Shakhtar game, for me, something didn't quite seem right. I don't know if, if I was reading into it. And I think that there was a lot of, could this be the last time I ever see Harry Kane in a Tottenham shirt? All of this type of stuff. And... So I started really overanalyzing his body language. When he scored those four goals, he turned his back on the crowd straight away, did not acknowledge them, did not, you know, clap the fans, did not smile at the fans, any of that. The only time he acknowledged the fans was this sort of half-hearted, kind of weird little jog thing that he did when he was substituted. And then at the end, where he was surrounded by none of his teammates, he went off by himself, came down to the south stand, to the park lane, applauded, went right the way down to the other end, did a few waves, clapped. I thought maybe I was I was thinking too much into it. Um, I'd heard that a deal would be likely done for around this sort of price, the sort of almost 100 to 100 million pound mark. Um you know, including add-ons, I, I kind of was, I was led to believe by a few people that, that this would be the case. However, given the previous Bayern Munich bids, I wasn't entirely sure um, that they would reach that fee. And, and I think, you know, similar to what um, has been said already, you know, that ramping it up to it. And then I felt stupid for thinking what I thought after the Chaktar game. Um, then the reports, you know, that obviously he's seemingly very open to staying at the club, but clearly um, this was a, an offer that he feels he can't turn down. Um, I'm devastated. I'm devastated to lose the greatest player I will probably ever see in a Spurs shirt. Maybe there might be. In fact, I'm sure there will be more to come. But when it's it's like the first, uh, your first love, isn't it? It's kind of like I wasn't alive for Hoddle and Greaves, um, you know, or, or or Gaza. But I know Harry Kane and I knew Gareth Bale, but for Harry Kane, it was different because this guy bled Spurs. Um, so I guess, you know, it's like, a, it's a complete end of an era kind of moment. It's a sliding doors moment. The thing that really annoys me is the fact that we were led to believe that he was not for sale under any price. Um, we were led to believe that, you know, Bayern weren't going to buy him. He was going to, you know, Tottenham were prepared to take this risk. 
um, and risk losing him on a free, but to now potentially or almost inevitably lose him right before the Brentford game, where it is impossible to replace him. By the way, I would just say as well, there is very rare that you have in football, I think, such a thing as an irreplaceable player. Harry Kane is one of those very, very few that is completely and utterly irreplaceable because no other player of his quality plays in a team that is of our level. And that's not to belittle Tottenham in any way, but these types of big, the biggest irreplaceable players play for the biggest clubs in the world, of which I think we have always had the potential to become, but are currently not there. So I guess, you know, finally, I guess, you know, to also hear that the majority or what I'm led to believe is that the majority of the Kane money has already been spent. There isn't going to be a big money Kane replacement, uh, you know, an 86 million pound Randall Kolo Mouani or uh, Victor Osimhen who's out of our price league. You can't help but all of that positivity. And I know it's obviously an emotional reaction, but that's what football's about, isn't it? That All that positivity building towards the start of the season just feels like it's been completely and utterly shattered. I said very similar earlier, Josh. I can't believe that we're just about to uh, start a Premier League campaign. You know, the timing of this, it just couldn't be any worse, in my opinion. Um, Dave, let's come to you. Um, let's get your thoughts, because what Josh said there, do you think that Spurs will end up spending the Harry Kane money or do you think we've already spent it and do you think Richarlison will be Harry Kane's replacement or do you think we're actually going to go out in the transfer window uh, in this market in the next couple of weeks before it closes on the 1st of September and sign a replacement and I completely agree with Josh how do you replace Harry Kane but surely you've got to bring in you know a top quality striker to replace him haven't you? Look you have to in my opinion the likes of this Giff Orban guy I get it, you know, young with a lot of potential, but we already have stockpiled some players like that already in and around the academy and stuff like that. What you what what you need and what Ange Postacoglu needs and what Tottenham needs is someone at the at the top end ready to put the ball in the back of the net. You know, very few players in the world have Harry Kane's composure in front of goal. That's why he is the player he is, and it's very, very hard to replace that. The reason why Richardson isn't as good as you know, Harry Kane is because he flaps at a lot of things. That composure is not there in the moment that Harry Kane has. And for me, look, I'm absolutely gutted. It's the timing of it. You know, we don't have time to replace someone like Harry Kane, in my opinion, because any player you go after now, clubs are going to be very, very reluctant to sell their star striker. Every club knows the benefit of having a guy up the other end. The hardest thing to do in football is put the ball in, in the back of the net. And if we go for a player, automatically we're going to have to pay over the odds. And we already know Daniel Levy does not like paying over the odds for players. So I think pretty much we're screwed. I think we've already spent the money. Um, I, I, you know, I gave them fears earlier on on my own channel. I think I think we've spent that money. I think what we bring in now would be used to balance the books. You also got to look at the size of the squad. We're sitting here still with 37, 38 players that have to be whittled down to about, uh, I think it's to 25. There's no coincidence that we signed that young striker in, v in, in Valise. Um, no coincidence that we signed 
um, Ashley Phillips as well, because these guys do not have to be registered in the squad. But anyone else we bring in that's over 21, I believe, have to be registered. So we are not bringing anyone else in until we clear players out. This club will not carry any extra wages that are not needed. So for me, I, Chris, I do not think we're spending that money to to replace Harry Kane. I think bringing in Richarlison, um, I think that's the guy they've 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 uh, hinged their bets on to be that guy to replace Harry Kane's goals. Dave, is it right for Tottenham Hotspur to sell Harry Kane, or would you have liked to see him be at Spurs for this current season and then leave on a free transfer next summer? Look, for me, Chris, I think. I would have took the gamble personally. At some point, if we want to become one of the big clubs and we want to compete, we have to stop selling our best players to these guys. And at some point, we have to try and take that gamble. And for me, with Harry Kane being the player that he's been, our best ever player in a Tottenham jersey, for me, it's a better time to take this gamble than ever before. And I would have took that gamble. I, 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 you know, there's always reports out there that he really likes Sanj. He likes Sanj's style of play. And he's going to score a shed load of goals in Ange Postacoglu's team. And for me, Tottenham with Harry Kane excels the process of this rebuild. Tottenham losing Harry Kane, you know, regresses it for me back another couple of years. Because what I see going around is that a, a lot of people think we're just going to seamlessly replace Harry Kane's goals because of Ange Postacoglu's system and that a lot of other players are going to step up. But when, when you look at it, at Celtic, Ange Postacoglu brought in for a hash. He was scoring 30 goals a season and got rid of Gakamakis because he could not bag that amount of goals. So Ange Postacoglu's system relies a guy on a guy at the top end who can score consistently. So for me, I think, you know, I, I, I'm, I don't think Ange Postacoglu will be too happy sitting there right now. I think he's sitting there, you know, um, stunned tonight just as much as we are with the size of the job ahead of them because we're now in a situation where we're still conceding the same amount of goals at the same rate we did last season. But now we're taking out 30 goals out of that team. And the difference with having someone like Harry Kane is in the moment, in them tight games, Harry Kane's winners and equalizers last season amassed us 22 points alone. You take that out of that team, that puts you just above the relegation zone. And for me, if you do not replace Harry Kane's goals very, very quickly, you're going to find yourself in a lot of problems. I urge people to look at Leicester last season. They lost your Michael. Huge influence in the goals, captain of the club, but also Jamie Vardy stopped banging in the goals. And look at what ended up happening to them, despite all the other talent that they brought in that they've had, that many Spurs fans have wished that they said they had wanted. So for me, if we do not replace Harry Kane, expect to struggle this season. I get it. Tottenham will always move forward. We've lost class players before. But the difference was with building this stadium, diversifying all the different revenue incomes that we do with Spurs play to Skywalk. We've got two club shops in and around London, increasing the amount of revenue, match day revenue that we can bring in by building a new stadium. We went three months without a transfer window to sacrifice to be able to put ourselves in the position to be able to keep our best players. That was the whole reason behind regenerating the club, regenerating the stadium, the training complex, bringing in all this revenue so that we can start competing with these clubs and we can keep our best players and build around them. And for me, now the whole the whole project sort of just seems pointless. I'd much rather be back at the lane um, because we're just acting like we were at the lane by selling our best players. And it's not what we were sold to dream of when we were told about this stadium rebuild. David Ornstein has just uh, tweeted about Harry Kane and said Harry Kane has reached an agreement to join Bayern Munich from Tottenham Hotspur. Personal terms in place for 30-year-old to sign four-year contract. 
England captain awaiting green light from Tottenham Hotspur to travel for medical and complete the transfer. Craig, how does that make you feel? Sick. I must be honest, just just stunned sick. I said on the uh, um, last podcast, and I've said for the last couple of weeks while these rumours have been ramping up, I, I just don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't get it from... Look, let's go back to June or whenever it was when these rumours about Bayern first reared their head. I must admit, I just ignored them. I thought it was just media paper talk. I'd... Harry Kane said in the interview with Gary Neville, and obviously things might have changed, but he had no desire to play abroad, let alone Bayern Munich. Um, so for that, you know, you know, that's a pretty bold statement, and I can't see him changing that. I don't get it. He quite clearly wanted Shearer's record. Um, now, people say that's not a trophy, but somebody asked Alan Shearer that recently. Would you rather have your Premiership winner's medal or your Premiership all-time top goal scorer uh, award or, you know, status? And he's, all his answer was, I'm paid to score goals. So, um, you know, Kane might be different. And it's, it's just today, it's like Gareth said off air, it's like, I'm just knackered because you've you've you read Twitter or whatever, and you're up, you're down, you're up, you're down, you're up, you're down. And for me, a lot of what Dave said there made total sense, and I agree with. Um, all I'll say is today is a massive step backwards for this club. Yeah. Um, you know, make no bones about it. We, I think we're going to struggle this year to to get into Europe again. If I'm honest, without Harry Kane. Um, I usually try and be positive on here, but I've got absolutely nothing to be positive about. What I don't understand is people say, or we're told, that Ange Postacoglu gives the OK, gives the green light to new signings. Surely Ange Postacoglu should give the green light to getting rid of players as well. So if he'd gone, Daniel Levy said, right, Kane's in the last year of his contract. He doesn't want to sign this summer, so we're going to sell him. If Ange Postacoglu chooses his squad, then if he wanted Kane to stay, which I can't believe for one second he would want to sell him, he, sh- he would have just said, oh, no, 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 Kane's part of my plans. So so this is Daniel Levy again making that decision and not giving the manager the tools. And I've never come on here, I don't think, and said, I want Enoch out, I'll, you know, I want this management now. I'm kind of the mind that I've always thought, I just want them to be better. I just want them to do things better. I want them to change. But now I'm at the point, I've just had enough of this. I've been sold this lie since 2000, 2001 when they joined. And you believe every year, I think, no, this year they're going to change because they got it wrong before. They got it wrong before. Surely they've learned. Surely they've listened to the fans. Surely they've seen their mistakes. And they keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. And I am just sick of it. How can you sell a legend of the club? I was gutted when Bale left. I was gutted when Modric left. I was gutted when Ginola left. Gaza. Gaza was a bit different. He wasn't with us that long. Modric wasn't with us that long. Harry Kane's different, even to Bale. Harry Kane is Tottenham. Like Dave said, he's been, he's been here for, you know, most of his life. He's the poster boy for the club. I just don't get it. I would have personally take the risk. You're not losing anything. 
this, I'll never, ever forgive them for this. This is, I know players come and go, but it's just, it's just wrong. Everything about this stinks. It's absolutely wrong in my eyes. And I, like Dave, again, don't think this money's going to be invested in the first team. I mean, most normal clubs, when you're the same, we're after a centre forward now. Who's going to want to sell their centre forward just before the bloody season starts? We've just done that. You know what I mean? It's just bloody ridiculous. And I, I am absolutely fuming. Absolutely fuming. But as for Kane going to Bayern, as I say, I've never understood that because this. Look, I love Harry Kane a bits, but I'm not going to suddenly go and watch Bundesliga games. The only time I'll see Harry Kane is playing for England now because I've got no interest in Bundesliga. And to be honest, I've got real no interest in how Harry Kane's going to be getting on in Germany, if I'm brutally honest, because all I care about is Tottenham. And that is the God's honest truth. I don't wish any harm on him or anything. He's a, he's a brilliant guy. I hope he does come back Monday. I've got no interest in the Bundesliga or Bayern Munich or what Harry Kane does week in, week out. I'm sure we'll hear about it because it will be all over Twitter. But it, it, it's just... Oh, I'm fuming. I'm absolutely fuming with it. Um, I'll let Gareth have a say now, but I don't know what well, else Craig, to say, Chris. I just want to ask you, um, what could Postacoglu have done here? Because Harry Kane clearly wanted to go. It, uh, yeah, I, I get that. I get that. But a lot of players want to leave. But, they, you know, they, they sign contracts. And Harry, people say Harry Kane's been um, loyal to Tottenham. And you could make that argument, but Harry Kane signed a contract as well. You know, let's let's get it right. He he signed the contracts, and for most of that, he was happy until Pochettino left, and he was happy under Jose. And then he had the flirting with with City, and obviously, I get I get that why he wanted to move on with the with the Nuno debacle. Um, I think you just get to a point in a club, and Harry Kane would know his status at the club, and you suddenly become not bigger than the club, but you become you become essentially that club. And Harry Kane is our club. And I think that's... I, I don't think that's lost on him. I don't think it'll ever be lost on him. But um, he's had that responsibility to carry on his shoulders. And, you know, you could say he has. I just think he should have given it one more year personally. I just don't get this move to buy now. Next summer, we'd have dealt with that then. I'd have dealt with that then and said, well, look, we give it a shot. If he still wants to go, go. But I'm not. I'm not saying he should have stuck around for whatever. If he wants to go, this is his life. But it sounds like he would have been open to stay. He wouldn't have kicked up a fuss because that's not the sort of person he is. So surely, if Daniel Levy had just said, "Look, sorry, Harry, look, see how it goes," but and, you know, if you're still unhappy next year, you go on a free. We're not losing any money, and give Postecoglou tools to do the job. How must he be feeling now? Gareth, let's come to you. Let's get your thoughts on the uh, on the news this evening. I'm pretty much like Craig said. It's been a very, very difficult day. Um, you know, one minute you're thinking he's staying, next minute he's going. But all <clears throat> all ends now. It looks like he is going to Bayern Munich, and will probably be formal. It'll probably be formal tomorrow. But you know, listen to the lads. They make some great points. Um, I think Spurs have looked at this. We're going to have a balance on here. I think Spurs have looked at this as from a business sense. We're looking at it from a fan's view. Um, and you know, you ask every Tottenham fan, very, very few of them will be will be happy. We sell on Kane. They've looked at it. 
I think when we spoke about this earlier in June, the first offer from Bayern Munich was around 60 million. Um, so I don't think anyone's foreseen Bayern Munich getting to the figures that they have. You know, I, I read today that the fee was 100 million euros plus 20 million euros add-ons, which is about 103.7 million, I think, when I converted it. So I think Spurs are probably surprised that they've, they've went that far. You know, people said, like, if you listen to some of the reporters, it says that Kane wasn't for sale at any price then. There was, as the weeks went on, there was talk that Kane did have a price, but Levy wasn't, was keeping it to himself. And I think I said on here, if, if a bug comes on at 100 million, knowing how Daniel Levy works, he's, he's, he's not going to he's not going to turn it down. And in the end, Levy's held out for his price. And in the end, we paid the consequence. The only thing you could say is, you know, maybe Levy couldn't control the timing of it. You know, Bayern did him put up 100 million six weeks ago. Um, I think Kane's become frustrated with us, hence why maybe he was having some cold feet and very, very close to the season. There was talk of he wanted it done this week at the latest because, you know, mitigating circumstances, he didn't, want to, he didn't think it was fair on Ange, probably the playing squad, the club, and obviously his wife's heavily pregnant. But it looks like it's been it's sorted out. But, it is, you know, it doesn't... Fans will always look at it from their point of view and it, it leaves us in an absolute mess. We've got... You know, we've got a game on Sunday. You know, if we, if Chris, if we lose that game, all of a sudden, you know, the, there's going to be a toxic atmosphere for that Man United game already. One game on. Um, you know, if we lose the, if we were to lose the United, all of a sudden, you know, uh, not, not to think it's not his fault, but I'm just going to, is going to be coming under pressure right away because I think Levy's expectations is completely different to, to what we, you know. Is he expecting Ange to get us back into the Champions League with this squad? You know, after losing Ari Kane, there's talk, as jo- as Josh rightly says, that you know there, there isn't going to be many more incomings. And I think Dave made some great points about we've got so many players that have to get have to get left out. There's no real room to bring players on. Chris, I I, I would be very very scared as a Tottenham fan if we went down with this playing squad um, this season. I don't see where the goals come from. You know, I made a point of uh, the last show. I do believe Son's in the clean. I think he's one of them players. Once he start to lose that yard of pace, it, it shows in a player like Son. Um, Kulisvesky is very hot and must. Solomon, we, we we haven't seen enough of. He's not had a lot of Premier League experience. Looks good in preseason, but is he going to score? You know, ten to fifteen goals. Richardson had a disaster last season. Maybe he was playing at a position, but there's a lot of responsibility on Richardson's shoulders now. The you know sixty million pound last summer hasn't worked out so far. But, you know, there's going to be, probably unfairly, a, a huge amount of burden put on him to score goals. Um, because I, I just don't I just don't see... The way Ange plays as well, we're going to be pretty open at the back, so we're going to have to score a lot of goals, Chris. And I just don't see it with what we have. So, th- despite the numbers around the squad, I do think we need to bring in at least one more attacking player, a striker or an attacking wide player that, that has a reputation for scoring goals. And if that doesn't happen, Chris, uh, Craig's talking about not getting into Europe. It could be worse than that, Chris. It could be bottom half, and and, and that is the the that is how scary it could be. And it's not fair on Ange. Who's you look at the positivity after the Barcelona game? It wasn't her strongest side. Went out there, played some great football. You could see all the things he's worked on. And this club's been mismanaged from top to bottom for the last well. That's just took it from since Pochettino's left. They've gambled on managers that haven't really coached the players. They they've tried to organize them, rely on individual brilliance from Harry Kane, Son, had teams in the counter attack. 
I've seen more in the last five or six weeks as a team being coached than I have for four years. And I think this is the type of appointment. If you're going to get rid of Pochettino, we needed an Ange-like manager four years ago. Maybe things would have been different. But it's got to a point now, Chris, where Kane's got that year left in his contract. Personally, I, if I'm being honest, I don't, I don't think he was ever going to sign anyway. But to me, it's not my money. I would have preferred to see him stay for an hour year anyway and just let him go free next year. But I think they were worried about him possibly maybe signing for an hour English team. And then only time will tell, but if he was designed for a Chelsea or a Man United next summer, would the club have come under as much pressure as it would now? It's very easy to sit here and criticise and as much as I am criticised, I'm trying to be balanced as well. Levy and the owners would have been absolutely crucified next summer if he went and signed for Chelsea on a free transfer and teamed up with Pochettino. So there's lots of lots of different ways you can look at it. But personally, I, I would have gambled and, and let it run another year. But we are where we are now, Chris. And it's it's very hard to even... Uh, I, I can put myself on the, the player's point of view, Ange's point of view. It's going to be very difficult for the players to get focused for Sunday because Harry Kane's a massive figure around the club. It's a huge distraction and there's going to be a bit of baggage around that. So there's going to be a lot of players probably questioning as well when your best player's leaving. Well, what's the plan? You know, so it's not going to be an easy dressing room to handle. And Ange just walked into a very difficult situation that's just literally been set on fire now. And it's a massive, massive test of someone who's not used to dealing with these for as much as I like him, he's not used to this kind of situation where this is the this is the first sort. Obviously, Celtic's a big club, but it wasn't in this type of situation at Celtic, and the expectations for me are far greater than what should be expected now. Personally, if we go on with the squad, Chris, making Europe of any kind would be an achievement. It just seems incredible that we sign a player like James Madison, and then in the same transfer window, Harry Kane leaves. Um, Josh, what do you think? if anything, would have kept Harry Kane at the football club because clearly he wants to go to Bayern Munich. But what would have kept him? Because, you know, we've spoken a lot on this channel recently, you and I, um, about the transfer window and about uh, Spurs showing real ambition in this transfer window. Um, we've left it, you know, until, you know, a few days before the season anyway to get the likes of Mickey van der Ven over the line. Had Spurs would have started the window when we signed James Madison, had we have bought a couple of centre-backs and... Harry Kane would have probably felt a little bit more confident about us actually challenging and, and, and doing something in the Premier League and perhaps going for one of the trophies. Do you think that that would have kept him at the football club or do you think it was always going to be that he was going to leave this summer? Um, you know, the club clearly wanted to cash in on him. And the other point I wanted to make is uh, if you as a fan felt confident that that £100 million that we're going to get for Harry Kane, you know, if the club come out and said, don't worry, this £100 million is going to be spent on the pitch... Uh, for reinforcements on the pitch, would you feel more comfortable about it? Um, look, I think it's we've got to be real here. There was never, ever a guarantee of him staying. Even if we'd gone and bought centre-backs in, we can't fool ourselves here. We could have bought Mickey van der Ven, we could have bought Taps over, we could have had a very ambitious window and had no guarantees of keeping him because if his mind wasn't here at Tottenham Hotspur Football Club, you know... But but, but would you have felt better, Josh? Because, you know, I, I'm, I try and be as positive as possible. And a lot of people criticise sure. me for being positive. But when I look at the Spurs squad, even with Harry Kane in it, I don't think we're anywhere near a top four side. Yeah, look, of course, it may have been better. But I think 
we also cannot underestimate just how damaging last season was. Mm. Um, we were at a point where, you know, I always think back to the overlap. The overlap interview always gets mentioned, right? Where he said, if the club matches my ambition, then I would be happy to stay. You know, and time after time, the club has not matched his ambition. Just spending money, just getting the wallet out is not ambition. Ambition is getting the right players, recruiting the right people to bring the right talent in. And I'm not criticising our recent recruitment because actually I think it's been pretty good. But I think we were always reaching a point where Kane was going to potentially leave the club if we didn't, you know, get back to where we were perhaps in the, the height of Pochettino. Um, if we hadn't won a trophy at this point, I don't think the World Cup heartbreak helped either, to be honest. I think if he'd gone and won the World Cup, I don't think uh, we may even be in this situation now because I think he would have had one huge weight lifted off his chest, especially with him being the player that, you know, unfortunately missed that penalty against France as well. Not blaming him at all, by the way. Um, but I think what I'm looking at is, you know, to be honest, it's all hindsight. And of course, hindsight's a great thing. But what I care about now is what we do going forward, what yeah. we do going beyond this, right? And for me, absolutely no excuses at all. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Centre-backs should have been budgeted for. All the players we needed to strengthen should have been budgeted for, irrespective of Harry Kane. And in fact, so much so that we should have been thinking that we were going to keep Harry Kane, as many of us did think. You know, so you go and buy all these players and you prepare for the season with Harry Kane in your team. So for me, there is absolutely no circumstances as to where the club can turn around or any journalist can turn around and report that most of that Kane money has been spent. Because ultimately, if that was always the case, um, we have done nothing but take massive strides backwards. I think we have set Ange Postacoglu up to fail. I think, um, you know, and I'm so, so hopeful of what Ange can do. I'm really, really positive about Ange, irrespective of Harry Kane. I believe he is capable of doing amazing things at this football club. But I highly doubt Ange Postacoglu would have wanted to join Tottenham Hotspur if he knew that Harry Kane was going to be sold and his budget was going to be purely the money made from Harry Kane. Um, 
as many other managers have rejected us before Ange Postacoglu. And, you know, we, we know how long the lists of managers that we were looking at was. Um, so, yeah, all, all, all I want now is for us to go out and, and that money should be separate to the money we've spent in this window. And we should go out and spend that money on top players that are going to improve the squad. Because the, I suppose, the silver lining out of all of this is there's a couple of things, I suppose. One, there's an argument to say that Ange is now given a completely clean slate in Harry Kane not being at the club, where he can build a culture and a winning culture at this club where it's about Tottenham Hotspur and not about Harry Kane. I think whether we like it or not, from an outside perspective, many people knew us as the Harry Kane team. People think of Tottenham, they think of Harry Kane rather than us as a team. And when I think of great teams, it's about more than one player. Um, So there is that. And maybe, just maybe, and this is me trying to be as positive as possible, I suppose, maybe wishful thinking, it may be naivety too, but if we can go and spend that money, and I'm sure the board and Daniel Levy will feel immense pressure now from our fan base to spend that money. Maybe we can build a team that is better than the one that, you know, Harry Kane left and and a team that, you know, Ange Postacoglu and us as a fan base can be proud of come the end of next season and one that's not set up to fail. But, you know, Harry Kane is, is irreplaceable. I've said this before, you know, it almost doesn't need saying what he does for our football club and what he has done for our football club. But now it's about putting your money where your mouth is, going and spending, being ambitious. One player straight off the bat who I'd absolutely love at the football club is Eberichi Eze. He's one I'd be absolutely delighted to see come to the football club. Of course, we've got lots of midfielders, so we'd have to get rid of some of them as well. You know, But players of that kind of ilk, where you're looking at players that are of a really, really good potential, really good quality already, but also super hungry. And you can see that in a player like Eze. Uh, we need to go and buy a striker. I'm sorry Richarlison doesn't cut it. I like Richarlison, but his injury problems alone doesn't fill me with confidence. Dane Scarlett's not enough. Um, Valise is unproven and is young and is going to need time, even if we go for a striker like Gift Orban, who again looks very talented. But let's not forget, Lauren de Poitre was prolific in Belgium, came to the Premier League at Huddersfield, was an absolute disaster. There's no guarantees that a player that has had a year or two being prolific in in a sort of, I don't mean it in an offensive way, but, a, you know, a, a, a slightly lesser league than the Premier League or a less prestigious or high-quality league as the Premier League is going to succeed. I think we need to go for a a far more ambitious name. That's not to say we don't go and buy an Orban, but we need a proper, proper proven striker uh, as well. You know, that that's the way I see it. You know, uh, we could have strengthened and should have strengthened earlier, but we are where we are now. We've got to look forward. 280 competitive goals in 480 appearances for Tottenham. That's probably why we have been known as the Harry Kane team in recent times. Um, Dave, what positives do you take from this Harry Kane move, if any? I don't. I, I don't take any. I'm worried about uh, heading into this season, if you want me to be brutally honest. 
a lot of people, for me, they seem to be sort of fluffing it off. But, you know, we're going to miss his goals. This guy amasses about 40% of Tottenham's goals. Taking that out of the team. I get the point Josh is saying from an outside perspective. It looks like we're Harry Kane FC. But the reason why is because Harry Kane is our best player. And he's, uh, he, 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 you know, he's a player that wants to match the, the, the club's or the fans' ambition, which is to deliver silverware, which is to win trophies. It has never been about, you know, the managers that we've hired, regardless of what people think of a Mourinho or Conte. They're both winners in their own right re, right regard, and they have done it everywhere they've been. Ange Postacoglu is another winner. It's never been about Harry Kane getting on with the managers. It's about being, it's a, it's always been about the club matching the ambition. But when that backline is still more or less the same, and the squad is still more or less the same, the one that finished last season, therein lies why Harry Kane, you know, is on his way out the door today. It's about the the ambition of the board, and what the board should have done is rejected this held Harry Kane to his words that he wouldn't move after the Brentford game and used Harry Kane to excel this rebuild and give Ange Postacoglu a chance. Look, the only positive I probably could give is that maybe in this system compared to a Jose or a Conte system, you might not feel feel the loss of Kane as much. But to anyone who thinks we will not miss his goals, I think you're sadly, sadly mistaken. You've got to look at the stats. Last season, we scored more from set pieces than we've ever done before. So you ain't going to, you know, maximise much more out of that. People will tell you other players will chip in. Hoiberg scored goals last year. Bentecourt scored goals. Wingback scored goals last year. Centre-back scored goals last year. Everyone's already chipping in as, as, as well. Are they going to chip in much more than what they already are in the Ange Postacoglu system? I would argue probably not. And for me, I just think, you know, Ange Postacoglu is sitting there panicking right now. He's minus his 30 goals. The defence has not been sorted out. He's been played around all summer. He was asked before he even joined, what business do you want done? And he obviously said, centre-backs, defence, sort it out. It wasn't done. He was forced to bring a whole squad that was far too big on pre-season with him. And then coming back, that squad is still more or less the same. There's been no progress whatsoever. And that's what has left us in this situation. And we are, for this season, for sure, are going to feel the the benefits of selling Harry Kane. And I would argue it might even cost Ange Postacoglu his job. Me, I really respect Ange Postacoglu. I like what Ange Postacoglu is about. And, you know, I, I wanted to give him the best chance going into this season to prove everybody wrong. But you, you just can't take them goals out of the team and expect him to go in with what he's got left and expect them to do better than what Tottenham finished last season. I think, personally, it's impossible. As Postacoglu has just been played about, and you got to look at it with Jose Mourinho and Conte, because of what they've won everywhere else, because of the reputation, the press were the last people to turn on them. They always highlighted Tottenham's problems before they went after a Jose Mourinho management or an Antonio Conte management. With Postacoglu, the press are sitting there waiting to call for this guy's head to sack him because none of them respect him. They don't think that he can make that jump. So he's not going to get that same grace period from the media. You look at the first four of our six games, they're away from home, plus Fulham, away from home in the cup. We know what we our, way for, our, our form away from home has been atrocious. And who's bagged the majority of our goals away from home anytime we have scored or got points? Harry Kane. So therefore, I think the start of the season really, really concerns me. And if I remember correctly, we saw Berbatov before on the one day Ramos. 
uh, eight games into the season, we were bottom of the Premier League table. We sacked them and we had to bring in Harry Redknapp. We could very well end up being in that same position again, eight, nine, ten games into the season. You cannot lose a 30-goal season striker without replacing them and, and, and still go in with the same back line we had last season. It is a recipe for disaster. Like I said, <clears throat> keep looking at Leicester City. No Vardy with his goals taken out. And, and they lost Schmeichel, and that back line wasn't the steadiest. Everyone thought they were too good to go down, that they clawed back. It never happened. And for me, the warning signs are there. So the club, the only way out of this is fully reinvesting that money into a striker, not any of these young guys. It's not the, it's not the person we need, and it's not what Ange needs. You need an out-and-out -out proven goal scorer to come straight into this team so that maybe you don't feel that effect. But for me, I think there's very, very little positives to take out of this. You know, I would almost argue that if we finish in the lower half of the Premier League table, which we could very well, Brighton-Brentford, their models have, are, are well underway. It's tried and trusted. They're competing with the top of the Premier League and the rest are billionaire owners. We're very, you know, we, a transfer deal for us takes months to happen. So long that by the time the players announce, it's more relief than the excitement. Um, the club is hard pushed spending money as is or letting go of the money as is. And if we end up, you know, not bringing in that striker, we end up down in the bottom half of the table. This club is exactly where it was when Enoch and Daniel Levy bought it, only with a bigger stadium and a better training complex. I don't really want to um, have like a super negative chat here, um, but when Spurs finished eighth in the Premier League table, when Kane scored 30 Premier League goals in 38 Premier League games, you know, many pundits, many ex-players have come out and said that you lose Harry Kane, Spurs will be a mid-table team. I think that's a pretty fair assessment. Um, I know, you know, I, I am excited about watching attacking football under Ange Postacoglu, but I think that we have so much more to do in this window. And when you lose Harry Kane, that is a big, big worry. Craig, um, during pre-season, you know, the few games that we did play, I know Kane wasn't involved in the Barcelona game. Um, he was given the captain's armband. Who would be the Spurs captain now? Oh, I, I see a few rumours. It could be Dyer. No. I was like, Jesus. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I would personally give it to Sonny. Um, I wouldn't say he was a leader on the pitch, but perhaps he's one of those that leads by example. He's, he's certainly um, uh, the sort of guy that um, uh, the fans warm to because of his professionalism. You know, all those links about him going to Saudi Arabia, he came out instantly and shut it all down. He loves the club. Um, been here a number of years now, probably what, seven or eight years. Mm. Um, I'm not sure who else you would give it to, to be honest. Um, people would argue for Hoybier, but it looks like he might be off to Atletico. I, I, I genuinely don't know who you'd give it to. Perhaps, perhaps Bentancur, um, but he's obviously injured, so God knows. We're, we're making no bones about it. I know we, we're trying to get some positivity. We don't want to make this depressing as hell, as if it ain't bad enough today. But I, I am struggling to find any anything positive to be positive about tonight. Um, it it feels weird still, I must admit. And like I say, we've been through this before. Yeah. But this hit this is this has hit harder than any other player leaving, I think. Um I think it's because you just, I just couldn't see it happening right up to the last minute. There's even part of me that thinks he'll get to Munich, have his pen quivering over the contract and said, Nah, 
no, I can't do this, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I know it ain't going to happen, but it, 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 that's how Mr Tottenham I see, see came being. It, it's, it's, a, it's a huge loss, and Dave made some great points there. And, yeah, I, I, when you do think about it, mid-table is probably where you could see us finishing because you're right, Chris, the defence is shocking. We've more or less got the same defence. Losing 30 goals in Harry Kane. Um, Richarlison has never, I've never been convinced about him. Even when he was at Watford, he wasn't prolific. I know that's, that's Watford, but he wasn't really prolific at Everton. He's certainly not a 30 goal a year striker. I like him, but I don't think he counts the mustard. But who else do you bring in? And again, I agree. I'm not sure we're going to spend the Kane money this window because team, teams are going to put a premium on their strikers anyway because they don't want to lose them, like I say. So, yeah, sorry, but it's not much good news around at the moment. Craig, when do you think Postacoglu knew about this deal happening, like finally happening? It, it, look, they've got to have kept him in the loop for the last couple of days. It seems that's when it seems to have advanced. Um but look, maybe he's known from the start. I mean, I did wonder. I did wonder back when they gave um, Madison a temporary squad number. I won. I just wondered if they were perhaps saving the ten for him, because yeah. um, <clears throat> it was either ten or eight for me. But obviously, Basuma wanted the eight, and you know, he'd been there that, last year and since. But, but won't that seem like really, really bad, poor timing again? Because Spurs have to submit the Premier League uh, squad numbers. I think it tomorrow. is actually by tomorrow. Um, yes, tomorrow. So if Harry Kane literally leaves and that announcement comes out that Harry Kane has left for Bayern Munich and then literally hours later, oh, James Madison, number 10. Won't that seem yeah. like really poor timing again? Yeah, yeah, but we don't do anything good timing, do we? I mean, you saw the club putting out pictures of them training today. and I said, what, On what planet? What, you know, read the room, you know? I don't want to see him pictures training, you know. It's just unbelievable. I don't know how we get so many things wrong. It, it beggars belief. It, it beggars belief. Um, but, yeah, I'll go back to it. Madison wearing 71 or whatever it was, you know, a bit weird, a bit weird. But I thought, hey, you know, perhaps, you know, it's happened before, isn't it? Gareth Bale was wearing nine pre-season before. Um uh, when he, when he was uh, before he got given Band of Arts number, I think it was. Um, so it can happen, but it's just you're right, Chris. It's just bad timing. Every everything's just it's just not right. This club. There's so many things that are wrong. they get. They get. They've got the pit, the, the the stadium right. They've got the training ground right. They do a load of other good stuff apart from the most important thing, and that's on the pitch. And for me, you don't sign. Um, you don't sell uh, your club record goal scorer two days before the Premiership season starts. And, C- and Kane thinking it was too late if those reports were right today. Well, he apparently put the deadline on it. So, you know, Friday's still Friday. So he, he knows it could have gone to then. And if he really did, if he thinks it was too late, then he should have said, no, I'm not leaving. Uh, but why we've let it go on this far? I mean, it would have been quite an easy thing for Daniel to do. Um uh, buy music, Munich, ring him up and say, oh, yeah, about Harry Kane. No, he's not for sale. Thank you. Bye. And put the phone down. And that's what he should have done and gambled this year. But hasn't done it. He's gone with the money. And, you know, it never changes. 
Gareth, let's come to you. We haven't heard anything yet in any reports about a buyback clause. Do you hope that Tottenham Hotspur have somehow put a buyback clause in there and would you like to see Harry Kane come back to Tottenham one day? Depends what it is, Chris. You know, like, how can you put a value on Kane? And he's going to be there for at least two years, minimum three, possibly three. So, like, what would he be worth in three years' time? I think it's very difficult to, to weigh up what kind of value. The only thing I can think of of some sort of clause is if an English team comes in, then Spurs have, like, a first refusal offer. But uh, I don't see there being a value because it's impossible to predict what he'll be worth in three or four years' time. I think game would very much like to come back um, in a few years' time. But, Chris, to be honest, that's the furthest thing from my mind at the moment, thinking about buyback. I'm thinking about here and now and... As Craig said, it's it, you will be delusional if you were trying to be positive and trying to put a positive spin on, you know, oh, it might be okay because Ange can work his magic with his football and we'll be okay. At the end of the day, you still need the right players. Um, and there, the look, Chris, there looks, there seems to be a massive struggle with the squad players, Dave Wood, whatever you want to say about getting them out. You know, there's very little interest in them. Um, and the buds that come in are very low. The teams that come in probably don't appeal to the players. Why would they want to leave Spurs in London? Fancy training ground, fancy stadium. And it pains me to say it, but it's comfortable here at Spurs. There's no, I don't see any desire to win. I don't see any massive pressure to succeed. All right, Conte might have said to put some fire with a few comments, but I, I don't see a well they, I don't, like we were speaking about it on the last podcast, Chris, about expectations. I don't see a world they want. I don't. I can't imagine Levy saying to Ange, within three years, you have to win a trophy. I just. I, I think it's more about get us into European football and let's profit from the year and you know, then build from there. And then it's just a constant cycle of maybe making top four one year, or right, we'll drop on the Europa League this year, try and get back. No, because when we get into the top four, there's no real investment. They kick on. It's just about try and stay there. I've never seen. I've never went. I've never seen one transfer under where. Spurs have finished third, fourth, and then right spend two hundred million, and I don't mean just spend two hundred million for the sake of it, but like buying a top class or proven player, going right, you can right, I can see us kicking on now and let's push up the league. I hadn't seen that, so you know what is the ambition of Enoch? What is the ambition of Daniel Levy? You know what does he expect of Ange Postecoglou? You know, and Dave makes a good point. I don't care how good the football is. If we lose our first four or five games, he's under serious pressure because we know what Daniel Levy's like. So uh, I'd like to see him get time. But I, I do think any manager will struggle given this squad because you have to also factor in as well, Chris, if we're still stuck with all these squad players only one game a week, there's going to be problems behind the scenes. We've seen it at Chelsea last season with Graham Potter trying to control a training session with 38, 40 players. You know, he had to do an 11, 11 v 11 game on one side of the pitch and then somebody else taking a 9 v 9 on the other side. You're going to get unhappy players and that's going to cause problems. So, Chris, I'm kind of thinking now the w- one way to get the fans on side would be to start cutting, not cut. I suppose you can't really do that to the end of the window, but if if we're going into the last weekend, a lot of these players looking like they're not going to move, then prepare to cut contracts and make room for new players to come in. Take a loss because... If they're not going to be worth anything now, they're not going to play all next season, what are they going to be worth next year? So there's no real value in keeping them on if they're not going to be used. I mean, watch that game on Tuesday night, and for as well as Sanchez has done, you know, and he, because of how poor he's been, 
we still conceded four goals, you know, and people were saying he did okay. And that's the kind of culture at Spurs about doing okay. He's not good enough. So, I mean, I, I think there was an offer on the table from Spartak Moscow for around 10 million, and then he decided not to go. So that's, they accepted a low fee. He decides, like, where's his options going to be? He's not good enough for a lot of European teams. Therefore, he's not going to want to leave. He's getting good wages here. It's probably to take a wage cut to go to another country like that. I think we're going to have a massive problem, Chris, of shifting these players. So I think the best thing to do is is say to these players that Irons, get Irons to point out who has no, he's got no uh, intention of playing, and then cut the contract, make room for somebody else to come in because they've got they've got the money from Hurricane now, you know, and he was our highest earner, so there's wages there to be saved as well. So we're going to see, we're going to see how much the club care. Because if they're prepared to let us suffer next year and finish 10th or even below, there's going to be absolute, absolute turmoil at this, at this, at this club because they're charging them these massive prices. And we're not, we're, we're nowhere near, Chris. Nowhere near it. And we've just sold our best player. You, you'll, even Melvin would struggle to be positive now. I can, I, I can imagine. Um, so, what's they look forward to, Chris? The season starts on Sunday. Couldn't care less. You know, I have no, I have no hope for the season unless something changes in the next few weeks. Because um, I, I just think Ange will try his best, but we'll, we'll struggle. They, they, we'll struggle. They have a balance. Because from what I've seen in pre-season, although we've been impressed with going forward, we're going to have to score a lot of goals and just losing a player like Hurricane. How do, we, uh, how do we go forward? I, I don't know, Chris. I, usually I have a lot of answers for you, but I'm, I'm really struggling tonight. I, I just don't see if these reports are right and we're not going to replace Kane with players. I'm not saying we have to go well, and buy a striker. Even like eze has been talked about. I think Eze would be a fantastic signing, but if we're not going to go out and buy attacking players, I just don't see what we have to, to get behind. Well, on Friday, Ange Postacoglu will have his press conference at Hotspur Way at 1pm. Um, I think it's going to be very, very unfair on our new head coach, you know, just a couple of days before he takes charge of our first Premier League game to face all of the Harry Kane music, all of the questions, everything else that he's going to have. I think that it would be fair for the football club to actually put out a statement, i.e. Daniel Levy, to put out an actual statement explaining to every single fan why they've made this decision and how we are going to move forward as a football club. Because, you know, going into the new season, you know, people like myself... I'm going to Brentford on Sunday. I'm I'm normally looking really, really forward to the new season, you know, feeling really positive at this stage, you know, going into the first game. And uh, I don't feel like you know, many people are, are looking forward to it. Um, we could talk all night about this. I'm, I'm going to give you guys um, final two questions. Josh, let's start with you. Um, now, Spurs in the last 24 hours um, have been linked with Lukaku uh, as a possible replacement uh, for Harry Kane. Um, what is next for Tottenham, in your opinion, in terms of signings? Not only to possibly replace Harry Kane, but as a whole, throughout the whole of the team and squad, you know, to to give Ange Postecoglou the tools in order to get some kind of European football, i.e., finishing first to seventh. Uh, obviously, not first. We all know that. Um, and the and the final uh, question I wanted to ask, or, or rather, point um, your favourite memory of Harry Kane. In a Tottenham show, I'll start. I'll start with the second one. Um, there are many goals he scored against Arsenal um, that I loved, um, but 
do you know what? I, I can break it down quite quickly into three moments. One was that headed goal against Arsenal in his first full season where he was a starter. Unbelievable. Um, two, the goal that he scored against Chelsea in the 5-3 win where he weaved through about six or seven players and buried it into the bottom corner. And my third memory is that Man City scuffed shot, a very typical un-Harry Kane-like finish to become our all-time record goal scorer. Um, yeah, those are my three memories of Harry Kane. Um, I could name so many more. I mean, um, yeah. you know, Dortmund away was a personal highlight as well. Um, you know, goals <laughs> against Arsenal, Chelsea, West Ham, you name it, he scored against them. Um, but yeah, so that, that's my memories of Kane. Um, and you know, any time where maybe as well that goal, I know he drew against them, but seeing the passion when he took his mask off and he, you know, he does this kind of weird sort of celebration where he does this thing with his hand and it's a very mundane celebration, I would say. But when he scores against Arsenal, all of that goes out the window. So, um, and then going forward, um, Someone just asked me on Twitter, actually, what I would do to spend the money. And I said this. I said, Randall Kolo Mwani or Gift Orban. And I'm Eric Laporte if he is available. If Laporte is available, you buy a player with that experience, a winning mentality. I think this is what Tottenham needs right now. Tottenham needs a striker, undoubtedly. But I think we also need another centre-back. And I think there's a risk. In and I'm all for us buying young, um, sort of somewhat unproven players, players with talent and potential to grow. We've always been kind of historically quite good at doing that, but I think we also now, in losing Harry Kane, we lose a huge piece of experience and leadership. So I'd like to see someone with a winning mentality who's been there and won stuff come into the club. Uh, to help breed that mentality. I think all the best dressing rooms need a balance of youth and experience. Um, and I think, you know, Laporte would be a great example of that. And I know people say, oh, well, he might not be quick enough. He's not, you know, he's not Van, of course he's not Van de Ven, of course he's not Romero, but I think we need an out-and-out -out defender uh, in the mix as well. And I think if he is available, that's exactly the type of profile that you can bring into the club. Um, and I would also just, like to quickly say because I know there's mention of who should be the Spurs captain. If we're going to have a new era at the club, give it to James Madison. I know he's not been at the club for more than a few weeks, but I like the way he talks a lot. I like the passion he shows. I believe this is a player that wants to win and wants to achieve things. And it was very clear when he was at Leicester that he had these leadership qualities. I think that he, you know, he had a bit of a bad boy image and he's rectified that, really matured as a person, as a footballer. So if we're going to have a completely new era that begins now, post-Kane, why not give it to someone that, you know, is almost certainly going to be playing most games when fit? Um, and, and someone that I, I think, you know, certainly speaks really well in, and can go into the media and, you know, say exactly how he feels. I, I'm a big advocate of, of James Madison potentially getting it. Um, I just feel like with Son, as good as, as I think Son might be, 
you know, next summer we might be having this conversation about Son leaving the club because, you know, we're sort of, we're getting to that end of the cycle with him as well and with Dyer and with Davis and with the whole kind of era, that whole era of players that were under Poch. We're getting to the end of that cycle now. So I think best to go with someone that you know is going to potentially be there for a, a while longer. We all wanted a rebuild, though, Josh. Um, I don't think many people would would have liked it if you said Harry Kane won't be there on the opening day of the season, but the likes of Dyer and Sanchez will. It's disgraceful. It's disgraceful. You know, if you're going to get rid of anyone, I'm sorry. And and look, I'm sure Eric Dyer and 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 Ben Davis. You know, and I, I won't include Sanchez in there because I think out of the list of players that we need to get rid of. Sanchez is probably one of the last names I would get rid of purely because, you know, I think the Barcelona performance showed that he can offer something, even if though I, I don't think he's good enough long term. Um, players like Dyer and Davis still at the club. I mean, it's it's not rocket science. They're not good enough footballers. You know, they're, they're just not. If they and I've said this to people before, but if. And, and I mean this, you know, even with Sanchez, you can include them, say it was a back three. If, if Dyer and Davis and Sanchez were the back three for QPR or Watford, I don't think anyone would actually bat an eyelid. And that's not to say that they're not good enough to be Premier League footballers, but I don't think anyone would think, oh my God, what an incredible back line that is. They'd think uh, probably about right. So, yeah, for me these players need to go. And, and I think it was a really good point raised actually about the bloating of the squad. We've still got far too many players at the club. So, you know, for me, we need to be looking to bring players in, but we also need to be all hands to the pump at getting players out, whether that be loaning players out. I would even take the tough decision to rip up some contracts if need be. Oh. I'd rip up Ndombele's contract, for example. I would rip up his contract. I'd rip up Larissa's contract. I don't see the point. If you're not going to get a particularly big fee that's going to do anything, maybe in Dombele, you might get 10 million. Maybe that's worth it. But if you're not going to get any money, say for Larissa, if you're not, if you're looking at peanuts, just cancel his contract, get him off the wage bill, get him gone. One player the less to think about. You know, I think Tottenham needs to get ruthless now. Yeah. Interestingly, um, La Gazzetta dello Sport in Italy have also reported about the Lukaku links uh, to Tottenham. Now Harry Kane is uh, on his way out. Um, Dave, what about you? Um, what do Spurs need to do? And, and when I say need to do, to, in order to get a European spot in Antostokov's mm. first season and uh, your favourite Harry Kane moments? Yeah, look, they have to go out and sign a, a you know, a, a striker, a recognisable striker that's known for scoring goals, not an up-and-coming striker. They need to go out and sign at least another one centre-back because, you know, people will say, you know, Dyer and Davies and all, they won't play. They will. Romero will get suspensions and injuries and so will Van de Ven. And if Van de Ven doesn't work out, one of them are next in line. So they are going to play and they are going to cost you momentum. So centre-backs have to be crucial. And I would also probably argue maybe a top-class midfielder as well that can dictate the tempo of that game um, to be able to help us out. But you know what? I was just looking at there. I think we spent £194 million this summer, including having to pay for Pedro Porro and Kulazeski. So the money that we're getting in, it ain't going to be reinvested. So I think we are relying on 
you know, making making the rest of the money up to be able to maybe replace Harry Kane in player sales. But the problem we've got there is there's not much interest and not much value in what we've got to sell. So I think we're going to end up leaving ourselves in a quite a tough situation come the end of the, the, the summer transfer window. But look, it's happening. It's time to move on. I just want to say personally to Big H, thank you very much for all the memories. You know, you've, you've got me through 10 years of supporting this club and I've given me nothing but my best moments and joy. So thank you very much. And you've given it your all. Uh, my best my best moment would be uh, the one the goal he scored against Arsenal, cutting in from the corner flag, bending it into the top corner, ripping off the goggles. I mean, that was absolutely sensational. And then the other one was just maybe a personal one for me. Just believe it or not, some of the a lot of the times I've been to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, Harry Kane hasn't scored, but he did score. I remember, I remember I'd done a Tottenham away to Brighton at the Amex, where Harry Kane scored and then kicked the Coke bottle. I mean, Harry Kane and cans of Coke are my two favourite things in life. So it was the two things combining. So for me, they'd be my two favourite um, favourite Harry Kane memories. But thank you, big man. You've been a great servant, and I only hope that many others around now can live up to what you've done and the standards you set. Craig, before you answer those two questions, um, of course, you were at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on uh, on the weekend against Shakhtar Donetsk. You'd have walked past the Harry Kane mural there. What do you think is going to happen to that? How long do you think that will be up there for? <laughs> yes, yeah, so I was funny enough. I was just thinking about that a little while ago. Um, uh, no, I, I suppose it's, it's got to stay, hasn't it? Uh, really, because nothing's changed. He's our record goal scorer. He, he will always be one of our own, so I don't see any problem with that being well, left still on be the wall. Well, no, no, I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I don't see why he should get a statue. If if he, if he was a one club man, I mean, uh, you give it to Ledley King over Harry Kane if Harry Kane's going, you know. Um, you take the statue away now. Oh, is he getting a statue then? I, I, I don't know. As far as I know. He's not Daniel getting the statue. Lee, Dan, Dan, Daniel Levy said to uh, Cambridge University that he'd be getting the statue. Yeah, if he stayed, I would imagine. I'd, I'm not sure. He'll, he'd, but that wouldn't that just be a Tottenham thing to stick a statue of him up now next week uh, at the back of the South Stand? Wouldn't it? Yeah. It would be. You could see it coming. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, what do we need? What do we need? Well, we certainly need at least one more centre-back, top-quality centre-back. Um, if Hoybier goes, do you need to re- do you need another midfielder? I'll probably take another midfielder if Hoybier goes, even though I think we're bloated in that area as it is. Um, and a top-class striker. I don't know. What's the score with Vlahovic? Is he still knocking about? Is he still is it, he's still a possible? Would he be worth going in for him? I don't know. Possibly. I can't think of anybody else... Lukaku doesn't really uh, excite me, I must admit. He would have done a few years ago when uh, Inter Milan won the title, but he seems to have dropped off a cliff. Let, let, let's face uh, it, though. Whoever we're going to be linked with, no one's going to excite you like Harry Kane. No, absolutely. And that's the trouble you've got. You know, that's the trouble you've got. He is a phenomenon. Um, the only player that would excite you probably is Erling Haaland. Well, we're not going to get him, let's face it. Um I can't think of anybody else. Oh, Mbappe. But again, you're not going to get Mbappe. So who else is there? Um, up and coming strikers? No. You want somebody who's proven in a top five European league to bang goals in every season. Um, there's not been them around number nines anymore. It seems to be a dying art almost. Um, 
but we'll see. We'll see what they do. I, I'm like Dave there. Those numbers are quite frightening, 194 million. But I still maintain you knew you was going to have to play for Porro. You knew you was mm. going to have to pay for Kulishevsky. You knew you needed centre-backs in the summer, so you should have been planning for this. And, you know, they're getting 100 million in for Kane. They've put the seat and season ticket prices, or they've put the prices up for tickets, which is obviously disgusting and as part of the protest next week. Um, it just feels like we've been taking the piss out of. I don't know about every, anybody else. It just feels like a constant piss take. Um, it, I'm just beginning to, you know, I'll try and be positive, but this is like they've sold the crown jewels today and I'll never forgive them for that. Absolutely never forgive them for that. Um, Favourite memory of Kane? Um, I have to say, it's probably because it's replayed on telly over and over again, but it is the one where he rips his goggles off. I know we ended up drawing that game, but it's such an iconic goal uh, and that vision. I remember that because I was watching it on BT Sport and the stream I was watching on, when you watch it on your phone, it's a little bit behind live. Um, and my mate rang me and he said, can you believe it? Can you believe it? And I said, what? Because the goal hadn't gone in yet. And it went, in, it went in as I was on the phone to him. So, so that, was, that was a really good moment. It just sticks in my memory. Um, but I will also remember, um, I suppose the last goal he scored for Tottenham, even though it wouldn't count towards towards anything was was Sunday um, and I was there and he got took off and I was going up the stairs because I was actually going to the loo uh, and I heard his name mentioned I thought I'm going to stop on the stairs and applaud like everybody else and I remember him walking off the pitch and I was thinking is this the last time I'm going to see him in the Tottenham shirt and it turns out that's exactly what it is um, look I hope he comes back I hope he hates it in Germany and I hope he comes back in a year that's the only thing that I'm, uh, I'm clinging to at the moment. But uh, what a player. We haven't done enough to build a team around him. You thought they would have learned a few years ago that you get a player, like a gem like Harry Kane, you build everything around him and you do whatever you can to keep him. And they haven't done it. <coughs> they just haven't done enough. And um, shame on Enoch. Shame on Daniel Levy for doing that. Shame on the board. Because that's exactly who I blame. Um Disgusting. There's not no way to run a football club. What about you, Gareth? Well, as regards the players coming in, Chris, if we had any ambition, we'd be we'd be looking at top players. The lad Napoli plays off the left side. Can't really pronounce his name. The Georgian fella. Kavicha. Uh, Billy or sorry, Dave, but Kavicha. Kavicha, uh, he'd be a top target. Um, well or not, they'd want to come to us as an other thing, but you know, at least show a bit of ambition. He would cost a lot of money. Mm. But that's the type of signing that would get fans on side if we were going for a player like that. Wrapped up the Italian league last year. Um, Leao or AC Milan be another player I'll be looking at. But again, very, very difficult to but at least going for these players. I think Josh mentioned Miami. I think we need someone that's got proven scoring goals. If not in the Premier League in Europe, um, that scored in the Champions League, you know, someone that's got that top class ability. Like you're talking about our favourite Harry Kane moments. For me, it was just having on Chris. You, you, even when games were were struggles, you always felt Kane could do something special. He's a world class footballer, and we've always had world class footballers. And for the first time in a long time now this season, 
unless something changes in the next few weeks, we, we don't have one. Um, Psalm's got world-class ability at times, um, but he was never as consistent as a hurricane. And I think as well, as I said earlier, I, I don't expect Psalm to be at the level he, he was at a few years ago. Um, so, And I think he'll suffer as well because he's obviously very, very close to Kane and they have this amazing relationship um, on the pitch. You know, so that's going to be difficult. But I, I'd be looking at Eze at Crystal Palace. I think he'd be a fantastic signing. I, I think uh, Dave makes a fantastic point. We're, we're a midfielder short of top quality um, because Madison's going to play further up. I think Basuma's top quality. We need an eight. Los Celso's look good at times, but, you know, we'd be fools. They, they hang their hats on him. Skip and Saar, yeah, look, they, they've looked like they've improved. But I just think it's going to take time for them as well. I'd like to see somebody come in with more pedigree. Um, Benton Kerr, you know, if he was fat, he would be in the team all day. But this ACL is no guarantees. Christie's going to come back the same player. As regards to the captain, I think Romero would be a great shout. He's, he, he has rash, but he's passionate. And I think he's one of the few players that shows passion. Um, Hammer Benton Kerr, for me, would be a choice for captain. Um, but Chris... Need, need to do something the next few weeks, or it's gonna be it's gonna be hard because, as I said, the top of the show, we're really short, and I'm very very worried if we're not gonna be backed properly in this market. Fear for Ange and I fear for the I fear for the fans too because we've had so many poor seasons, um, and you know even that finishing in the top four in their county, peppered over a lot of cracks. He got a chin into some players. Football wasn't great. Uh, Saul was on a on a hot spell, you know, I don't think it was it was sustainable. So you know, take out that sort of money run on their county for for um sort of Jan January they, they may like football's been awful. They watched for four years, Chris, and now we're losing our best player. Gareth, uh, you as well. You know, we obviously got to the Carabao Cup final in was it twenty twenty one, but you got to uh, look how we got there, right? Uh, we, we 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 got a buy against Orient. We beat a second-string Chelsea team on penalties, and then we beat Stoke, and then we beat a ten-man Brentford. Mm. So uh, we only played four games. Under, so underwhelming. Yeah. And, uh, underwhelming. It's 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 been like that for for a long time since Partey left. So yeah. Look, the, the one positive I have, Chris, is I've got a lot of faith in this coach. I think he's going to do a lot of good things, but it's just going to be it's it's. He's, he's starting behind. He came under a mess. It's an even bigger mess now. Um, we we Kane leaving like an. I'm sure when when he came under the club, Chris, there was a probably a conversation that Kane, you know, it was never a guarantee he was going to stay. But I don't think he would have banked on losing him on the eve of the Premier League season. You know, he's yeah. he's been involved in all the preseason. He's very much says he he, he believes hard here to stay and stuff. So it's it's kind of wrapped that up and you know. Somebody mentioned there on about Richardson's injury. He, he seems to pick up these knocks as well. So if he gets injured, who's going to play up front? We're going to rely on this young lad from Argentina. You know, surely we can't be left in this situation where we're starting a lad that's 19. It's never kicked a ball in England up front. Because I've seen more of these lads not work out than work out. Very few under 20s come to Argentina and shine instantly. So it's it's a big, big challenge now, Chris. Um but look, I'll be lying if I say I'm looking forward to Sunday. I'm not. I'm very worried about it. But look, I'll support the team. I've, um, it's pretty fucking fun. So 
just need to pray for a miracle in the next few weeks, but I wouldn't hold my breath. Can um, I know I said those are the last two questions. I've got to ask this. Um, at the moment, with this current squad, if we don't sign anyone else, where do you think we'll finish in the Premier League table? And uh, give me a score prediction for the Brentford game. Josh? Um, I think 2-1 Brentford. And I think we will finish... I still think we're going to turn things around. I'm going to, I'm going to, I've, I'm going to stick with it. I, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with fifth. Wow. I think I, said fourth, I think I said fourth before, but I'm going to go with fifth, and we'll stick with it. I still think we can have a good season. I've stuck Dave, to my now. <laughs> Dave, do you agree? No, I don't. If we don't replace Harry Kane, I think you know we could be looking at about twelfth or thirteenth, and. Um, Brentford, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think we've beaten them at their stadium since they've been promoted. It's going to be even harder without Harry Kane. So, you know, I'm going to look, you know me, I'm going to try and give some up. The I'll go 1-1 one, one draw. But, uh, yeah, I think 12 or 13 without Harry Kane. Craig? Yeah, I know I come on here um, the other day and I said something completely different to what I'm about to say. But I think losing Harry Kane is going to have ramifications throughout the squad. I think there's going to be quite a few of the squad on downers. Um, so I think we're going to lose on Sunday 2-1 and I think we're going to finish 10th at the moment if we don't improve this squad sorry to say Gareth uh, much, much like the lads I think there's going to be a hangover Chris probably for the first few games don't be surprised if it's a, very, if it's a struggle um, so I have to agree I'm going to say Brentford 2-1 and it's such a shame because I think Brentford are on a downer with Tony, but they're this is giving them a laugh now. They're going to know we're vulnerable. Brentford's going to be bouncing on Sunday. Um, it's just a shambles of situation going there. So I thought it was a good opportunity to get off the mark. You know, I thought it was a good time to play Brentford because um, it's one of them grounds. Since they've come up, they've been very, very strong at home. They even know so. Um, I fancy Brentford. They won that game now. So 2 1. Um, and Chris, they, they put an actual position on it. It's, it's difficult, but I think we could finish anywhere between eighth and God forbid it's any lower than twelfth or thirteenth with that Dave says. But you know how these things start, Chris. If we really get off to a very poor start, then God knows, you know, it's all about one one in games. I'll I'll be delighted to see us get the forty points, Chris, and that's being brutally honest that we've got these players because I don't really see how we can be any more optimistic, you know. What's the point? New, is there any real difference between tenth and fourteenth? You know, I don't see that as any. You know, oh great, we finished top ten. You know, even if, even if we scraped in the Europa League conference, this is Tottenham Hotspur. We should not be scraping under that and seeing it as an achievement. You know, we were laughing at West Ham a few months ago for celebrating that like it was a huge trophy, and we might not, we may be relieved to be on it next season if we don't sign players. So. Look, personally, I think it's it's that bad of a situation, Chris. Something has to be done in the next few weeks. I, I, I'll be shocked if we end the window with what we have now. Shocked. And if we do, bad in the hatches now. It's going to be a lot. We, people were begging for the season to finish early last year. They, they couldn't wait to get the Leeds game out of the way. This could be even worse. So, please, God, if there is one out there, get Levy to spend some money in the next few weeks. And hopefully, you're asking me at the start of September, and I'm giving a very, very different prediction, but for now, Chris, I'll say bottom half, and and that's me being brutally honest. And I hate to say that, but I, I don't see, I don't see how we can get any higher than eighth. 
I feel so sorry for Postacoglu. I really do because he's he's carried himself so well over the first few weeks, and he must be so frustrated. And you you know, if there was one way to screw over your new manager, Daniel Levy's managed to do it. Make no bones about it. I mean, this is just unprecedented. I'm sure this is unprecedented getting a new manager to start a new project and you lose. Your, your number one player three days before the season starts for you. It's, it's just, you couldn't write it, could you? You could not write it. Well, whatever happens with Harry Kane, Craig, um, I think Spurs fans, all of us are going to get bantered. Whether he wins trophies there or he doesn't win trophies there, the banter is going to just be relentless. Um, thanks so much for joining me, uh, the four of you. Um, it is now nearly 1am in the UK, so uh, big respect to the four of you for jumping on, uh, talking about the hurricane situation. Josh, I'm sure you're going to be very, very busy at work in the next couple of days. Um, where can people find you uh, and what will you be up to? Just talking about um, hurricane or, or other deals as well. All the deals going on. Um, yeah, loads happening already. It looks like Liverpool are potentially going to spend up to £100 million on Moises Caicedo as well. So much for an ownership that don't spend any money. So, uh, yeah, lots of stuff going on. Launch the Premier League season. Um, I'll also take the opportunity to plug. There's a new podcast, uh, a male sport with Chris Sutton and Ian Ladyman. It is a good laugh, so give it a watch if you get the chance. Um, got lots of exciting stuff going on. But, yeah, at Josh Hughes TV... Uh, nothing to do with my work on there, really. It's all opinions, some wild takes as well. I've already cracked out an Ivan Tony joke, suggesting we should uh, maybe take a gamble on him. Um, so, yeah, give me a follow if you, if, if you like what you hear and uh, hopefully be on the show again soon. Thanks very much for, uh, for having me, Chris. Actually, I am, I am on again, aren't I, after, uh, after Brentford? You are indeed. Yeah, I will see you Sunday. Yeah, hopefully we were talking about uh, a good performance and a good win. But yeah, yeah. Um, thanks so much anyway, Josh. And uh, I'll see you Sunday. Um, Dave, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, where can people find your wonderful channel and what can they expect from it? Yeah, you can find me over at the Irish Hotspur. Um, look, I don't do anything special. I just sort of cover Spurs topics just like everybody else. If you like maybe my points of view, get over there and subscribe. And yeah, look, sorry, sorry, couldn't bring any positivity tonight. You know, it's just, you know, I see a lot of people in chat sort of giving out about the pessimism and stuff like that. It's just, look, we've been around the block for so long, so many years. We already know what's in front of us. You can already see it coming. And there's no point of faking the optimism or the or that, you know, just for the sake of it. We've got to be realistic of where we're at at some point. And um, yeah, just sorry we couldn't be any more, or me, I couldn't be any more positive tonight. Well, thanks for your input, Dave. And uh, Craig, th thanks so much as always. Where can people find you? Yeah, on Twitter at Demon9. If you want to give me a follow, that would be great. Um, much like Dave, yeah, sorry that it's not been positive, but you, you, you understand there's not much you can be positive about. I think if any other player had left Tottenham, you could kind of put a positive spin on it. Perhaps not. Perhaps Son might be the, um, the, the difference to that, but it's just difficult. I'm sure you'll understand that. It's a um, very, very tough day. And I mean, you know, it looks like we're going to be losing our captain and our deputy captain in the same window, which is just unbelievable. It takes me back to when we lost Keane and Berbatov for the older viewers. will re remember that one. So uh, never a dull moment at Tottenham, eh? but um, yeah, I'm, I'm knackered. So uh, yeah. Good night, everybody. Sleep well.
It's certainly a rebuild, Craig, I tell you that, but not the one we expected. Um, Gareth, where can people find you? Thanks so much for coming on this evening. And uh, you've got a, a podcast on YouTube. Uh, tell everyone about it. Well, thank God it's on a Tottenham podcast. It's a Premier League podcast, so I can talk about our clubs because there's not much they talk about with us the month. Unfortunately, everyone's enjoying the hurricane chat because a lot of these rival fans are buzzing with Canes away. Like, um, as you say, we could be in for some stick. But personally, best bit before I sort of them, they say what I have there. But I'd like to, just like Dave, I'd like to thank Kane for everything he's done for us. Top, top servant, always conducted himself brilliantly. And to be honest, I hope he goes on and wins loads of trophies at Bayern Munich. Always, it's all for nothing. I hope he wins the Champions League. I hope he does something. I love him. They, I love him. They beat one of English teams in the final. Just they rub it on. Um, I'll, I'll settle for that. But um, Gareth Hotspurs on, on Twitter, twelve uh, man podcast, lots of Premier League chat, um, and as I said, just as well. So if any Spurs fans need a break and they want to talk about our teams or watch talk about our teams, that's about that's the best way to go with them. Not. But Chris, thanks again. Top commitment as usual. Uh, putting on the early hour morning shift. Uh, good luck. Good luck on Sunday as well, boys. Uh, I'm I'm, jeal- I'm not jealous one, but I'm on that podcast after uh, Brentford. Cause I think it's going to be a tough tough one. But hopefully I'm wrong, Chris, and we get the three points and we can bowl from there. Um, come on, you Spurs, as usual. Well, whatever happens, I'm sure Josh will give us some positive thoughts after Sunday's game. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, Dave, Craig, Gareth, thanks so much for joining me this evening and this morning. Uh, Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening. And uh, we will see you again very soon tomorrow. No doubt, talking more Harry Kane news. And, uh, of course, we will see you Sunday after our first Premier League game away at Brentford. Until then, come on, you Spurs. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.